0: Let's go. On episode 536 of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hey, guess what? I already recorded this once and then I deleted it and forgot all about it and then I'm doing it again. So I apologize for that. There is now a missing episode somewhere out there. Actually, it never got posted anywhere, so it's not out there at all. But this is episode 536 of Nintendo Switchcraft. What are we going to talk about today? Well, we're going to talk about Nintendo makes a statement They sold a whole bunch of Nintendo Switches. Sega is beating Nintendo to the punch for a micro-console. Those stories and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hey, this is Mr. Strauss from the Mesa Junior High School, and you're listening to the sweet and smooth sounds of Nintendo Switchcraft. Stick around. craft is brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can tune in live over at twitch.tv slash except for on Monday this week, there was no live episode. I was at the Apple store getting my phone replaced, which is awesome that they, like, I'm glad that I had the insurance on it, which is great, but uh, then I came home that day and I recorded an episode of Nintendo Switchcraft, and then I went downstairs to have dinner with the family, and I never posted it. And then I think I shut my computer off or something and never saved it, so that episode is completely gone, and I don't even remember what I talked about, but that's okay. I could talk about the new stuff that I have in the show notes for today. Uh, speaking of this episode, this episode is made possible by patrons just like you if you want to get Switchcraft. As well as all of my other content, ad free for as little as a dollar. Join the Patreon over at Patreon.com/slash Run Jump Stomp. Let's get started with today's news. Uh, I want to start with a statement from Nintendo, which I think is is good that they that they posted this. There are going to be some people who say that it took them too long to post it, and there's of course going to be people who say that it's empty platitudes and and things like that. Uh, But Nintendo posted uh, this, and they said, Nintendo shares the pain felt in the United States after the tragic death of George Floyd. And we stand with the black community and all those who recognize our shared humanity and fundamental belief in equity and justice. We reject bias, exclusion, oppression, and the violence that leads to these completely unnecessary deaths. We are committed to fostering equity, inclusion, and diversity in all aspects of our business and the work we do. And I think that that's very, very good that they said that. Um, It'd be better if, in addition to saying things like that, they do something. Maybe donate money to the bail funds that are going on right now. Uh, Make sure that, that you participate instead of just saying something. Uh, I think that it's good that Nintendo said something, though. It's it's actually pretty surprising that Nintendo said something because they are, and, and I am also somebody who, while I very much care about politics and I listen to political podcasts and uh, I actually almost never listen to video game podcasts anymore. It's all political stuff that I pay attention to. I read political books and stuff like that. I don't tend to talk about that stuff. My shows tend to be very apolitical. And no matter what Nintendo's stance is on the matter, they tend to be a fairly apolitical organization as well. They tend not to want to stir the pot. They tend to keep to themselves and just say, "Look, we're a gaming company, and that's what we want to be. Fo- that's what we want to focus on." And I agree with that stance. Like, I try not to bring the real world into my shows because the real world... I, I, there are many people who listen to my shows to escape the real world. There are many people who, um, you know, play video games to escape the real world. But sometimes things are important enough that you got to talk about them. Now, I'm not going to say anything else about this matter. Uh, I just want to applaud Nintendo for uh, saying what they said, and hopefully they do more than they say. All right, let's move on. My puppet body is ready. So Nintendo has sold a lot of Nintendo Switch consoles. I mean, if you go back to March of 2017, when the Switch first came out, and you looked at it and said, hey, You know what? This in three years. um, Three years. Yeah, in three years, uh, we're going to sell 4.2 million consoles in one month. If you had said that, nobody would have uh, agreed with you. If you had said that the Nintendo Switch is going to sell 4.2 million Switch consoles in one month, three years after the um, the release of the console for the first time. Everybody would have looked at you like you had uh, a third eye or, you know, I don't know, cucumbers growing out of your ears. But that's what happened. Now, of course, this is because of extenuating circumstances. This is because people are quarantined in their house. This is because Animal Crossing uh, came out and has absolutely dominated but they sold 4.2 million Switch consoles in March of 2020. That is almost 20% of annual sales in one month. That is absolutely crazy. If you look at May, as of May 2020 by region, the North American region has sold 20 million consoles. Europe has sold 14 million consoles. Japan 13 million and the rest of the world 7 million now that is at all like total sales as of may 2020 what's what's even crazier is if you look at Europe 14.23 if you look at the Wii U remember the Wii U I remember the Wii U is a pretty good console that had terrible marketing and flopped so badly. But the Wii U sold 14.6 million consoles worldwide in its lifetime. And the Nintendo Switch matched that in three years in only one region. If you combine all these, the Nintendo Switch has sold a whole bunch of consoles. And I have to say, I'm very, very impressed with how Nintendo is doing with the uh, with the Nintendo switch, it's just such a juggernaut, and it's taken over the world. and um Animal Crossing definitely helped. And the quarantine definitely helped as well. Um, that being said, do we think that this trend is going to continue as as there's now a ton of more Nintendo switch consoles in the wild? are we going to see an increase in the, the rate at which this system sells? And here's another question. Why is it the Nintendo Switch? Why isn't it the PS4? Why isn't it the Xbox One? I mean, I know one of the reasons is because those other systems have been out for a while, and the Nintendo Switch is new. But why is the Switch doing so much better than video games as a whole? And I'm not sure if Animal Crossing is the answer or if it has something to do with the fact that it is a portable console. That means that, you know, you can have a bunch of them in your house and you don't need to have them hooked up to a TV. You know, there's a lot of different reasons why this may be the case. It could also be because we've got the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 on their way Uh, later on this year, maybe, if that hasn't been affected by uh, COVID-19, but why is the Nintendo Switch doing so much better than everything else? When, I mean, really, when you're stuck inside, any video game is pretty compelling, so why aren't we seeing such a, a huge spike in these other places? I mean, of course, I just listed like six reasons why that might be. But I'm curious what you guys think. Let me know at RunJumpStomp on Twitter. Is pink, it's new Miss Pac-Man, Marshmallow. She's got a shopping pink, oh, oh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. Nintendo kind of started this whole thing off with their NES Classic. You know, they brought out the NES Classic, which, by the way, was impossible to get, which was uh, kind of a pain. Uh, I have one here. I actually was able to get two of them. One was a gift for my brother-in-law, the other one uh, is on the shelf behind me, and I'm a I, I'm a huge fan of the NES Classic, and then they did it again with the Super NES Classic, and then we had the Sega Genesis Classic, as well as the PlayStation Classic, and all of these little miniature classic consoles came out. We have the Commodore 64 Mini, we have the Turbo Graphics Mini, which I guess um, was recently delivered to a bunch of people. I did not pick up the TurboGrafx-16 one. I do have the Commodore 64, the Super Nintendo Classic, and the NES Classic. And of course, when Nintendo was bringing out all of these classic consoles, a thing that a lot of people would say is, all right, the next one has to be the N64 Classic. And I think that that would be very, very cool if it happened. Other people said, well, what about the Game Boy Classic? I mean, if we're going in order, then it makes more sense to bring out the Game Boy Classic before we bring out the N64 Classic. And I guess, technically, you're right. The Game Boy did come out before the N64. And I think that the Game Boy, one of the best-selling video game systems of all time, would do very, very well... Um, especially if it was, you know, a, a small system like here, let me grab one that I've got behind me. So here I have a pocket go, uh, that I'm holding up in my hands right now for the, uh, audio listeners. It is basically a handheld retro retro machine that has a bunch of, uh, old games on it. It's really, really cool. I'm a huge fan of it and you can play Game Boy games on it, Super Nintendo games, etc. But Nintendo could make a Game Boy um, Classic. Now, I I would say rather than do a Game Boy Classic, maybe a Game Boy Advance Classic that would also play Game Boy games. So you could have Game Boy, Game Boy Color, uh, Game Boy Advance games all on the same system. I think that that would be really, really awesome. And Nintendo could make one of these things and sell it, and it would do extremely well. And people have been waiting for Nintendo to do that for quite a long time now, and they haven't. And, well, Sega is beating them to the punch with the Sega Game Gear Micro, which is really, really cool. Comes in four, uh, I, I guess, varieties is the answer or the word that I would use. Four colors. And each of the four colors comes with four games on it. So... I don't know how I feel about this because I feel like just make one, have it in four different colors, but have the same games on all of them. So people don't feel the need to go out and buy four of these things. And you might ask, well, how much are these a piece? Well, they're around $50 a piece if you want to get the Game Gear Micro. This thing is very, very tiny. Do you remember the Game Boy Micro, which came out right or uh, kind of alongside the um, the DS? The original Nintendo DS came out. Nintendo said, "This is our third pillar. We've got our GameCube, we've got our Nintendo DS, and of course, we've got our Game Boy line, which is going to be represented with the Game Boy Micro, which is this little tiny, tiny handheld." And that's about the size of the Game Gear Micro, which comes with four games on it. Uh, the Now, I can't tell you what some of these games are because th- that's in Japanese. The yellow one comes with a bunch of Shining Force games on it. The black one comes with, uh, I believe it was Sonic on there. Yeah, here we go. Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Outrun Royal Stone, and then another game that I don't know what it is because this is the Japanese version. The blue one comes with Sonic and Tails, Gunstar Heroes, Sylvan Tail, and another one that is in Japanese, so I can't really tell what it is. And then finally, we have uh, the red one, which comes with I'm trying to get all four on screen at once. Here we go Last Bible Columns. Uh, Last Bible, I think that's a two. And then the GG Shinobi. Um, I I don't know what any of these games are. What I will say is that if I were to buy one, I would get the yellow one because um, Shining Force is a wonderful, wonderful game. Shining Force 2, also a really good game. But for four games, four old games, for 50 bucks... I think that this is uh, too expensive for me. I think that this is more than I would want to pay. Now, if they released one of these systems for fifty bucks and it had all of the games on it and then you could just pick different colors, that would be a completely different story. Also, I think looking at this this thing when when you actually see it in in a person's hand, It looks so ridiculous, like it's way too small to be useful. It's cool for a novelty kind of thing, but it's really, really tiny, and I'm not really interested in that. Um, So for me, I would say this, and I'm holding up my Pocket Go, um, this is the right size, and I, I understand that they're just trying to take the game gear and make it smaller because that's what you do with classic consoles but i th- i don't I don't know. I think that that's I think that shrinking it down to that size is a mistake. uh I think that's a big mistake and i i I don't think that this is going to sell very well. So here's why I'm talking about this on a Nintendo show. If Nintendo did a Game boy version of this, first off, I'm gonna say what I would like. I would like it to be. Game Boy sized, Maybe, maybe the, 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 what was the smaller Game Boy that came out after the Game Boy Color? I can't remember what they called it, but it was, it was a thinner version of the Game Boy. So it wasn't quite so chunky, like, like the OG DMG one Game Boy, which is on the shelf, uh, right behind me there. Um, I would like it to be not that size, but like the thinner Game Boy size. And I would want it to have a bunch of different Game Boy games on it or have it be the size of, like I said, the GBA or the Pocket Go. Making it a tiny little thing makes it unplayable, and I'm uninterested in that. But I'm curious what you would want from a Game Boy Micro. So I'm going to tweet that out right after I finish recording this segment, and I want to hear what you guys think about it. And I will include your answers to this uh, question on Saturday's show. Buy the Sega Genesis that comes with Sonic 1 and get Sonic 2 free. Act now. Okay, I find this next story to be incredibly irritating and... Um, <laughs> it's so stupid. Mortal Kombat 11. All right. Mortal Kombat 11 recently had a an uh, Aftermath uh, collection, which is coming out. And it says here that it includes new characters, new story, uh, the combat pack, and Mortal Kombat 11. So this is bringing all of the DLC that you may have had in Mortal Kombat so far all together uh, on the Nintendo Switch. And you can buy a physical version of this, all right? If you go to Amazon.com and you search for it, this is what you are going to see. You're going to see... The Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. It tells you what's in it. And then on top, in a bold, like a big white block on the top, it says, game card not included. I don't know what... Like, why would you buy this? Why would you buy a game that included nothing other than a code? Like, you would... You, like, it, it. it's just a box. It, what a waste of plastic what a waste of materials what a waste of of shelf space like this can't have a it doesn't even have a cartridge at all I can understand kind of when they sell a game and that game has comes on a cartridge and they say well the cartridges are kind of expensive so we went for a cheaper cartridge and so now you have to download some of it and I talked about that recently I can understand that kind of, but to sell a physical copy of a game that includes nothing other than a download code, what are you doing, uh, WB Games? Like, what is the what is your your end goal here? To just burn up plastic so that it can't be used for something else? That is just absolutely asinine. All right, let's play devil's advocate. Why are they doing this? Well, here's the reason why they're doing this. They're doing this because they feel that if they can get this on the shelf in a store, then people will be more likely to buy it. You walk into the store and you look at the shelf and you say, oh, I didn't even know that they had this. I'm going to buy Mortal Kombat. I didn't know they were still making these. Let me pick this up. I understand that thinking, and I don't know about you, but I would guess, and this is just a guess, I would guess that most video game users, most gamers, go into a store, if they're going into a store to buy a physical copy, they don't browse, you don't walk in, or at least I don't, I'm I'm speaking only for me, alright, I don't walk into a GameStop and be like, I wonder what games they have today. If I go to a GameStop, I know exactly what it is I'm looking for. I walk in, I go to the section, I try and find the exact game that I'm looking for. I ignore everything else. I buy that and then I leave. So, does help having does having a physical game box on the shelf that doesn't have an actual physical cartridge in it for you to install on your system, does that actually help sales? And I would say probably not, because you're you're getting such a small portion of the gaming market, and that is the, the portion who feels that they have to have a physical thing for everything to put on their shelf behind them. Like, there are people who have a very valid argument for why they might want to buy a physical game because they want to own that game and they want to continue being able to play that game long after you can no longer download it off of the eShop. I understand that and it makes perfect sense to me. I don't subscribe to that, but I understand it. Who are they trying to appeal to with an empty box. It's just plain dumb. I don't understand it. And if you can think of a reason why somebody might want to buy Mortal Kombat... uh, I got to see what it was again. Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath Collection as a physical box only to have a code inside that you then have to download the game anyway, then please tell me why you would want to do this. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. All right, we are running late because I talked too long about stuff because that is what I do. You guys didn't know that about me? Well, now you do. Uh, We've got to lightning around the rest of the stories from today's uh, show notes. So I'm going to go quick on these. Number one, uh, we have a possible release date for Doom Eternal on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Doom Eternal is my favorite single-player first-person shooter ever. Uh, Previous to that, it was Doom 2016. I loved that game. Doom Eternal takes everything that I loved about Doom 2016, cranks it up to 13, and is just, what an amazing experience. If you can play this on a PS4 or an Xbox One or a PC or Google Stadia, play it there instead. Don't play it on the Nintendo Switch, unless that's your only option, and if that's your only option, then still play it because it's a really, really good game. I heard very good things about the the um, the the port, the Nintendo Switch port of Doom 2016. So I assume that Doom Eternal's port will be equally as good, but you would be much better off playing that game on more powerful hardware. It is a gorgeous game. It is incredibly good. And the main benefit of playing a game on the Nintendo Switch is that it's portable, but I can't see using the Joy-Cons to play Doom Eternal. It's just, it's the the, the throw of the joystick is just too short. So that's my opinion on that. Uh, Pac-Man comes to Minecraft, uh, which is actually really cool. Basically, you are playing in a, a, a first-person version of Pac-Man. There are mazes that you can go through. There are different skins that you can uh, have, and there's fruit to pick up and power pellets to eat, and ghosts to chase down or run from, uh, depending on what what's going on in the game. You get like you try and get a high score. You can build your own mazes. This looks really, really cool. I'm very interested in what's going on with Pac-Man. I think that are, are in Minecraft. It's so absolutely taking the idea of Minecraft and turning it on its head into making it into this other game. Like there's even a green ghost that is a creeper that explodes and blows up the maze. You can get um, dynamite and blow up the walls of the maze as well. I think it's so cool. And I just wanted to tell people about it. All right. Uh, sales and deals. Guess what? Uh, starting um, June 1st, which was a couple of days ago, and going up until June 16th, the Resident Evil franchise will be on sale on the Nintendo Switch eShop. Uh, so what is the deal? Well, Resident Evil Zero, down from $30 bucks to $12.89. Resident Evil... Same deal, Resident Evil 4 down from 30 bucks to 14 ninety nine, Resident Evil 5 down from thirty bucks to 14 ninety nine, and Resident Evil 6 with that same deal. So if you are looking for a cool horror game to play, well, right now you've got five Resident Evil games that are on sale on the Nintendo switch, not having not played any of these Resident Evil games. What I will say is that if I were to recommend a horror game on the Nintendo Switch for you to play, I would recommend instead of these, Alien Isolation. Alien Isolation is one of my favorite games of all time. It's terrifying. It's incredibly good. And I have to say that if you've never played it, you are missing out big time if you never get a chance to play it because it's just so cool. Now, it's not as cheap as these Resident Evil games uh, because it's currently $34.99 on the Nintendo Switch, but it's a fantastic game and I highly recommend it. I can't recommend these Resident Evil games even though they're on sale because I haven't played them, but Alien Isolation is one of the best games ever made and in my opinion, the best horror game ever made. It is almost perfection. All right, moving on. Uh P- Pokémon Sword and Shield Isle of Armor will be released on June 17th, and I think that that is it for our lightning round. I just want to let people know about that. Become a part of our community and join us over at our community discord runjump slash discord There are over 1,200 awesome people in that Discord. Get in there. Be number 1,257 or something. I don't know. Uh, Be one of the new people in there. Introduce yourself. Find people to play games with and have an awesome conversation. Just be sure to read the rules when you join. Uh, Watch the show live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at runjumpstomp. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want more information on that, check us out over at gstu.net. The music you are hearing right now is Cranaria, Star Fox Remix. I'm out of here. Have a great day. Stay safe and have an aw- uh, I'll see you next time. I don't know. I fell apart at the end.